I was born only a kilometre from here, up the road at Manly Hospital. Um, what was it? Probably, it's, what is it, 42 years ago now? So born of an English father, Cypriot mother, so a good mix. And, um, and we grew up around the northern beaches uh, till we were about, I don't know, about year six, year six, and we went up to the central coast and um, did high school up there, did my trade up there, which is a printing machinist. Oh, wow. So that's my, that's my career background. So I've been doing that since I was 16. So I grew up on the central coast. My brother still lives up there, um, but our, our family have mostly moved back to Sydney now. So, um, and but to the northern beaches where I've been back here for, oh God, 20 years, I think, probably 20 years now. And back home, I guess. I've been living in Collaroy for uh, probably 10 years now and around different places on the northern beaches before then. Have you been printing that whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, right I still work in the printing industry now. Wow. So I've got, I've got two roles. Right. I've got one that pays the mortgage that I'm really passionate about. That's yeah. printing. And now I work in a, a technical role uh, as a national sales manager for a company, a German company that sells um capital equipment and consumables to, you know, your, your, news, your newspaper printers like right News Limited, right. to your Ma and Pa shops that you find in Brookvale. Is so, that the ink and...? Yeah, so we sell um, rubber compounds and chemistry and different things like that. So, um, you know, ink's in my blood. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's something I'm really passionate about. It's been heavily hammered with COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's gone back to a three-day-a-week role, which has been beautiful because it's been able me to focus more energy on my passion, uh, which is mental health. And, um, and on those two days, it's, all, it's always been a bit of a juggling act, mm -hmm. and I'm really, really fortunate. I've had a boss that's really empathetic and is really passionate about the work that we're doing at Man Anchor. So he's always been pretty lenient. And if anyone who's worked in sales, if your sales figures are there, you can go do whatever you want to do, yep. as long as the figures are there. And so I've been really fortunate with a really wonderful customer base for a long, long time and a really good team underneath me of salesmen or salespeople, sorry. And um, so we've been hitting our strides ever since I kicked off Man Anchor. And so awesome. it's been clear running. So as long as money's coming in for the business, I can go do whatever I want for Man Anchor. But I've been really fortunate as well that the printing industry's really got behind the work we do with Man Anchor. And it's become a massive focus of um, a lot of businesses is mental health now. Um, so, uh, you know, I've been working with companies all over the country um, industry bodies as well in the printing industry to um, you know create awareness and education around mental health. So it's been really wonderful. But yeah, so two jobs: one pays the mortgage, which I still love, and the other one, you know, you know, tops up my soul. And so my boss for that one is my wife, awesome. <laughs> and she's she's been my other she's been my other um, you know she's my number one supporter in in the work that I do. So we have to balance it out. You know, as I was saying before, we've got. A young family, two eight-year-old boys, and um, uh, little Billy, who's nine months, just turned nine months. So busy. Yeah, it, it gets busy. It gets busy. But you know, like everyone's busy. Yeah, everyone's busy. It doesn't matter who you are, what you do. Uh, it doesn't matter if you, you know, you, you run your, 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 you know, you you work for someone. You're a sole trader and run your own chippy business. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mum. doesn't matter if you're, you know, everyone's busy. Everyone's got Especially something Especially in Sydney. Yeah. Very busy. Yeah. Well, 
Well, you know, and I probably, probably for those that live in regional areas, they probably get busy at times. Yeah. Coping with work and family and whatnot. Yeah. And it's good, you know, one of the things around COVID, it's been good because it's pulled the handbrake on for a lot of people. Yeah. There's been a lot of stress involved with it. Yeah. And a lot of, um, you know, time for people to kind of really contemplate what they've been doing yeah. with their life and um, the things that have been working for them that haven't been working for them. Mm-hmm. But it's given opportunity for clarity i think i don't know what do you think yeah absolutely i mean uh the conversations that uh, i've had with many people is is that they've actually strangely um liked the quietness in the streets um you know no one around but uh i think it's a yeah like you're saying a bit of a reset and being uh, have the opportunity to look at things a little bit differently especially Mm. in the in the workforce um, you know, office workers, uh, you know, companies who wouldn't normally allow the workers to go home and they find something strange with that uh, are now, you know, warming to that idea. Um, there's positive and negatives to, to, to mm. all of that. Um, but, I mean, you, <laughs> nothing's ever perfect, is it? No, no. And I guess it's the way you set it, the way you, you set your mindset and, and your thought process mm. um, is a big thing. But, look, the fallout is probably still yet to come. Mm. When we see the end of JobKeeper finish up in, was it the end of December or January or March? Sorry. Um, so that's when I think from a mental health perspective, we're really going to see some really big challenges because, God, I don't know how many conversations I've had with couples or, or, or people that have had both their incomes stopped through redundancies or being stood down so mm. you know let's um i mean i'd like to to go into uh man anchor which is your project mm. um before we go in there like could you uh give a little bit of uh, a background like how did you come into that like how what made you um pursue this endeavor of yours yeah well the real story and it's it's not that glamorous but the 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 idea of it came from my wife and I, one day we were going to go out for a meal and and she was, we were getting ready to go and she was look, sitting on the couch and she was looking at her phone and I was like, oh, what are you doing? And she sees the story differently. This is how I remember it. So, <laughs> and um, and she, she explained to me the notion of, um, of uh, influencers. Mm. And I said, an influencer? Explain this to me. And she explained that these people that she works for a hair removal company, NADS. Right. Okay. It's a family business. Oh. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. So all all the hair removal products. Right. Are tested on me and all the other brother in laws. So for those who like who don't or haven't seen Steve, uh, I mean NADS, it's obviously working very yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah. So and so she had these influencers that were you know putting out their products. And she explained that, you know, people's buying motives and, and lived, you know, were influenced by um, these influences. And I was like, it blew my mind. And then the following days after that, I started thinking about that as, a, as an opportunity to influence people's lives for positive change. Hmm. And I thought, imagine if I, you know, I could create something where it'd make one person stop, you know, while they're on the bus or, you know... Um, sitting waiting for some takeaway or something and flicking through their feed and make them stop on something that makes them think about themselves or the people around them and Mm. makes them contemplate where they are in their life 
and could add some value. And so that's where it started from. Now, I had a strong dislike for social media. I had Facebook and I only used that for um, for uh, you know putting photos up of the kids and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I could not stand uh, Instagram. Um, but I thought, all right, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to start this and just see how it goes. And so, look, behind that, I've had family history of mental health disorders mm-hmm. and mental illness. And, um, you know, as a family member, I wasn't the most empathetic person. Uh, my emotional intelligence and my literacy around mental health was non-existent. And I was probably a little bit selfish. And so I probably didn't give the, the time and the care to these individuals that are now two of my greatest supporters that I should have. And that's what kind of drove the idea around, um, you know, creating that space to, you know, support individuals around their mental health. Um, but from there, we, I started an Instagram and, you know, I got 10 likes on the first one and I got 20 likes on the next one. I thought, oh, great, this is, this is getting big. I was new to all this. <laughs> and, um, but unbeknownst to me, there was in, the, in, the, in the corner of the, of the screen, there was this little icon requests. And I didn't push it because I was so new to it. I didn't push it. I thought, oh, this, if I push this, it might do something that I don't want it to do. Mm. So I left it for months and months and months. And it, I was slowly putting up my, my little uh, bits of information and, and on the feeds. Um, and then one day I built up the courage to push the requests and I pushed it and behind it was all these messages from men and women, you know, wanting to share their story or ask a question that maybe wouldn't have liked mm. the post, but wanted to have a platform to, you know, have a chat with someone that was open mm. to have it. And it really blew my mind. It really blew my mind. I get goosebumps now thinking about it. And, um, and so from there it grew and, and uh, I got an opportunity to put together um, a workshop that someone asked me to um, around mental health. And by that stage, I started educating myself more around it. Um, and um, so I got the opportunity to put together a workshop and handed it over to someone. And, and then I went, wait a minute, why don't I go out and do this? And so that's where it all started kind of growing from. Awesome. Yeah, it's, I think sometimes... When I tell the story, I think sometimes people get a little bit disappointed that I haven't had that crisis in my life. And I have to work back to say, look, you know, I haven't, but I I really want to be able to support people. I want to be able to, you know, be there for people to be able to give them the tools to be able to look after themselves. And then they go, okay, you know, well, you don't need to have had, you know, a crisis in your life. or have become unwell, you know, but to have just that genuine empathy and that drive to be able to, you know, support people. You don't need to, to go through disaster or um, low points to show love, mm. Mm. you know. Love kind of, uh, for me, just transcends those, any kind of boundary that I think the world puts on, you know, mm. it sees nothing. Mm. It's, it sees everything as equal and so I just... I understand where they're coming from. Mm. Um, however, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I've not really, like, everybody has dark days or, oh. you know, um, and whatnot. So in some way, I can kind of relate. However, I know that 
some of these people uh, and a lot a lot of people um, get really um, have real bad turns and I don't understand that mm. but I do know that I, I, I have to say I, I like yourself unaware uneducated illiterate in, in some of the things that I should be um, more up to school with in terms of uh, mental health that's I mean that's I would say a lot of men in general and women especially the uh, upbringings I suppose that most of us have had as men that's not discussed mm. any of that is discussed so I don't beat myself up or you know look at um, other people who are who, who have had a similar upbringing and say oh well you don't know what that person's going through mm. or what what matters the most is is just, you know how you react now like mm. what are you going to do for that person mm. you know oh actually I know somebody mm. you know they're a doctor or they've gone through it and they've they're, they're now putting out um, their love for other people um, because they've come through it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things you can do. So I, I understand where they're coming from, but at mm. the same time, you don't need to go through it to, yeah. to show love. I think I'm in the absolute privileged position where I have have so many people open up to me about you know their journey. I know it sounds, you know, their journey through, you know, their illness and it's it, for many many people it's really empowering to be able to share their story and and they they come to me and they share it with the hope that I could share it with others so that we could you know create opportunities for people to be able to reach out for support i think humans uh, i think uh, you know uh, we we underestimate that power of sharing mm. testimony mm. you know i've been through this mm. and it's this is what it looked like mm. And you share it with somebody else who may not otherwise know or may be going through it and how powerful that is. I think people underestimate how, how powerful those things are. Yeah. Well, look, sitting in all that, sitting in our programs, mm. we, we encourage sharing. Well, we, you know, we, you know we, we make sure that everyone understands it's not a therapy group and, and to consider what they're going to share and if they'll regret it later. But we encourage communication and, and, and you know, giving during our workshops hmm. because lived ex- everyone has a different lived experience, a different idea yep. uh, on mental health. And, you know, what we do every time we share, we, we open so, uh, our eyes to someone else's perspective and lived experience, which helps us grow as individuals. Hmm. You know, and so you could have in one of our programs, you could have someone that's never, ever experienced uh, a blip on that mental health radar you know they've been traveling along yep. pretty well along that spectrum um but you may have someone else that may uh, be living with bipolar mm. and that one person shares their lived experience and goes oh my god you know wow okay i'm going to understand this a little bit more i'm going to be a little bit more open i'm going to be a little bit more empathetic you know i've just learned something here mm. from this person sitting next to me not the facilitator the person sitting next to me and i always you know, I think in October for Mental Health Month, we ran, it was 12 sessions of mental health first aid, 20 sessions of our Let's Talk program and two sessions of our Communicating with Care. And every one of those sessions, I walked away with a learning from one of the participants. You know, it was, you know, it's all, I always wonder what am I going to walk away with this time? And, you know, and so it was a wonderful, it was a busy month, but I just, I walked away with so much more knowledge and 
understanding on, on a wide range of things. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, sharing and, and communication is key to what we do. Yeah. Uh, it really is. So with Main Anchor as uh, a part of your platform, I'd say, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but is to help uh, other people understand, become more aware mm. and more, I was reading on your, your uh, site that uh, you want to help people or empower people or educate people on the awareness of mental health, yep. which is, which is uh, I think, obviously it's important because a lot of us don't quite know sometimes what it what it is what it what it looks like for example so i was on a uh, bus ride home with a, a past work colleague and uh so funny it just it just like married, went straight into to what we're we're talking about here and he said look um there's a guy that was at work and um don't really know him that well but you know well know him well enough that you kind of get a feel for some people but he said but one day just kind of like uncharacteristically he just blew up at work for no real reason you know there was you know stuff in the way um it was supposedly crap everywhere you know it just it just kind of hit him and he, he thought that was kind of strange the next day uh first thing in the morning he broke again and so long story short he um, my mate was not sure like he wasn't sure of what to say or to do but he felt like he he needed to say something but wasn't too sure what to say mm. and um it later came out that i think he spoke with uh one of the other guys who was able to speak with this the guy who who broke and his partner just up and left mm. so uh this mate of mine was saying there's always something isn't there and I said, well, you know what, it kind of sounds, I'm not an expert, but that I would say that that's kind of quite classic, where guys or women, um, they, we obviously crack in different ways, but I think for men, especially um, the aggression and anger come out, I think, uh, in ways like that, you know, just snapping over um, little things at work that aren't really big things, but obviously there's something, some underlying issue there. Mm. Um, so... At Man Anchor, do, do I understand this right? Are you helping people to, like for the, in the case of my mate, uh, helping him to uh, identify and how to deal with those situations? Is yeah, that right? yeah, that's, that's fundamentally what we're about. We're about engaging, educating, empowering, mm. you know, people to be able to look after their own well-being and the well-being of the people around them. So wait, all through our programs, we're, we're helping and, and, and educating people to try to identify those signs and symptoms mm. and then give them the tools to be able to support that person close to them mm. or support themselves. So um, through you know, our, our, our basic Let's Talk, um, which is a one-hour chat, which is really about bringing up everyone's basic knowledge on mental health, now we talk about prevention, early intervention and treatment. So we give people an idea of, you know, how we can best support ourselves or, or others if they become unwell. And in there we, we unpack, you know, what are the signs and the symptoms? How do we have that conversation? Mm. You know, what are some of the barriers and how can we overcome those barriers? Mm. And so we, we really try to tick off a few boxes to kind of, you know, remove that fear and that unknown and, and empower people to have that kind of basic knowledge. Mm. That's worked really well in, in businesses 
to be able to do that because, it, you know, as I said earlier, everyone's lived experience and, and understanding of mental health is different. If you can bring everyone up to that basic level, mm-hmm. you know, it really creates opportunity for really open, transparent conversations. Mm. Um, and so that's definitely designed that way. Then we have um, our Communicating with Care program, which is that in itself. It's, it's about understanding how to support um, someone that may be stressed, distressed or in crisis. And that program uh, really gives people the tools and, and the language how to support someone. Um, uh, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful program that my mentor, Liz White, wrote for Man Anchor. And um, it, it really engages with a lot of people because it's not just when someone's completely unwell. It's for, you know, those everyday things. You can use it when you're speaking to your kids or your colleagues or your friends, you know. These things in life happens, you know. Life is full of ups and downs. And, you know, yep. sometimes people get caught on those downs. And so when you're there, you, you just have that basic level of empathy and, and knowledge and how to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that program's run really, really well. And then we have... The Mental First Aids, which is an unbelievable program, and it gives you the tools to be able to identify changes in yourself or someone else, um, and kind of understand, you know, where those changes have come from. And you cover crises and disorders such as panic attacks, suicide, anxiety, depression, substance abuse, anger, um, psychosis. So it gives it gives the participants a really good understanding of the signs and the symptoms, oh, wow. and then how to best support an individual through um, a, a, a program called Algae, um, and um, and from there where to then you know refer them on to where to take them on to. Right. So it's very similar to your physical first aid. Yeah. We've uh, we've got your ABC, uh, but we've got algae and mental first aid. But this program, yeah, it's designed just to give people the tools to say, all right, instead of a snake bite or a or a cut, you know, I'm gonna give you the tools to be able to support an individual if they are becoming a well or in crisis. Right. And yeah, that program is fantastic. In the first two programs we ever ran underneath the Man Anchor banner, we had two individuals support another uh, person that was suicidal. Wow. Yeah, that's how empowering it is. It really is. It just People wear it with a badge of honour, and it's great. I said, put it out there, tell everyone. Because, you know, if you're open to have a conversation around mental health and you put it out there, you know, it's unbelievable. If you started a conversation with 10 people around mental health, yep. at least eight of them would come back with either a lived experience or, yep. or a story about a loved one. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's just creating that opportunity for people to open up. And it's a lot more prevalent than uh, I suppose people know. Yeah. Like it's it's like, I want to say running rampant, but like I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but... For example, I do know that since January, I think we've lost over 40 teenagers on the northern beaches alone. I yeah, think it wow. is. Wow. Okay, I'm not aware of that. I know. I know, I know that we've had we've had a lot of loss. A lot of loss. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Mm. None of that gets spoken about mm. enough, mm. and it should be. Mm. So, what I'm hoping to uh, achieve here is to hopefully allow uh, the listeners, um, you know, someone's out there who um, may be going through this experience of whether it's for themselves or with family members, 
their own daughters, their own sons, mm. their own, you, you know, they, somebody knows somebody um, that they're able to uh, make contact with someone like yourself or the program and um, connect so mm. that they can arm themselves with the, the right, you know, understanding of how to go about all of this. Mm. Well, statistically, it's one in five Australians aged between 16 and 86 will have uh, will live with a mental health crisis in uh, a 12 month period when you say crisis uh, does that mean that it's elevated at some stage yeah, coming unwell wow. coming unwell so which when you look at it's 20 percent of australians hmm. so it's a if you think of the number you think of your work colleagues you think of your family unit um statistically you're going to know someone you're going to know someone yeah um and you know, if you can create that opportunity where you like you're you're open and transparent and have conversations around mental health, you know, it can really impact um, you know, that, that isolation that some individuals feel when they start to become unwell. Mm. Um and if we can do that, I think that leads a long way to, you know, positive change in the way we address mental health. Yep. And hopefully it'll make a positive impact on that suicide number yeah yeah i mean then it did, did i read right it gets even worse for men like between certain ages was uh for for mental health yeah. well actually statistically it's more weighted towards females so um it's for males it's suicide is probably the issue with mainly with um a higher rate yeah. suicide is the leading cause of death in males aged between 14 and 44 right um 75 of all suicides are male and statistics that just came out um only a few weeks ago um nine people in australia take their life every day uh seven of them are male so yeah yeah but statistically um anxiety and depression are more seen in females than males but these are these statistics that we do have at the moment a little bit aged um, there was a survey done in 2007 uh, across australia and so they are a little bit dated right. so i would like to think that the statistics would probably come a little bit more line ball mm. with anxiety and depression um, because i think men have got a lot better at understanding and acknowledging if they're becoming unwell mm. um, the, the great work that things like Movember do and yeah. Are You OK Day are, are wonderful because it, it brings it up and creates opportunities for men to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, and, and women as well. Mm. Uh, but I think as a community, we're getting a lot better at having them. Yeah. Um, because of these, these inputs from these, you know, these uh, campaigns around mental health. Yeah. I, I mean, like amazing uh, platforms for... Uh, awareness around the um, you know and you know a lot of people I suppose are yeah I, I mean they want to talk about things you know like mm. um, and I know mental health is probably not the first thing they want to talk about but people want to talk mm. and voice their opinion on, on things so you know one of the advantages of social media you know is, is that people are actually able to come out and say you know this is happening um, people will, you know, may, even if it's just a like, you know, people are able to kind of like every now and then just kind of add their two cents in, which is okay. Mm. It's all good. Yeah. 
Well, social media has has the pros and yeah, and has the cons, and you know it's really about the individual using it. Yeah. Um, it, there's you know the usage of social media in young people. Yeah. Is you know I I, I recently was doing uh, some programs with adolescent males and. I'd say, all right, who here spends more than three hours a day on social media? And, you know, more than half had their hand up. Mm. And so, you know, there has to be, you know, that the negative in-feeds that you get through social media, the, the, the false realities, yeah. you know, have to impact them in some way. Yeah. And I guess when we were growing up, um, we didn't have those kind of influences. No. You know, we had nothing like it, actually. No. Anything we learned about, we learn about in the playground or at home. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but they're bombarded by information. Yeah. And there's a need to be connected to it because they feel they'll miss out, mm. you know, if they're not connected to it. So it makes it really difficult. And then you add, you know, the, the really scary part is the cyberbullying yeah. and the intimidation that you find online. Um, and because that need to be connected, they don't walk away from it. Where, you know, imagine if, you know, back in our day, if we were a bit bullied at school, we'd leave the schoolyard, um, if it was happening in the schoolyard, um, and we'd be free of it. But now, that can continue on once they leave the schoolyard and they come home. Yeah. And because that need to stay connected, you know, they're always as mm. accessible. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's it's pretty scary. Yeah, the drug is is uh, it's quite powerful. Their drug, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, I, I, as I think it was fifty eight million the first couple of weeks that social dilemma was was um, out. I think a lot of people have seen the impacts and and what what it's what it's doing. Um, and it, yeah, it is a the the slot machine drug. Mm. Um, so I don't know how we would have fared had we you know had the same tools at our disposal everything would have just been i don't know it's just we we we, we kind of need to uh become more aware of of that situation as well like a lot of people you know are oh, these you know silly teenagers or whatever um they, they spend so much time on on you know it's just we have to kind of understand the new environment Mm. There's a new platform now. It's it's the reality that we it live in. It is the reality. This is this is part of them having yeah. um this is just part of their everyday now. Yeah. You know, kids get mobile phones yeah. when they're in high school now and you know, they they use the internet as part of their educational tool now. Mm. So we we had encyclopedias, they look stuff up online. <laughs> so they're always connected and they're always yeah. logged into it. So I think the best you know, there's experts in this, and I'm definitely not one, but I think yep. um, it's always going to be here, but we just need to understand how we can shape it so that, mm. um, you know, that we can minimise the impact, the negative impact. Right. And so at Men Anchor, are you are your programs uh, age-based, or are there, uh, do you have a number of different um, programs r related to certain de demographics, or how does it work? Yeah, look, um, so... Previously, um, and we've we've worked mainly with adults. Yeah. Okay. Probably you'd probably call it from about seventeen up, and we've done different workshops with adolescent or youth organisations as well. But predominantly, we were aimed towards um, the adult market. But over the last kind of couple of months, I, I as when I when I look at mental health and I have these conversations with people, 
it's wonderful to have a, a top-down approach mm. um, but I think to really make social change and you know generational change we need to have a top-down approach and a bottom-up approach and so we get that connection in the middle so we mm. can educate the parents but you know we, we need to continue to educate mm. the children yeah. and look I'm so impressed with you know the emotional intelligence of a lot of young people now mm. and and their literacy around mental health it's 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 galaxies away from where we were yeah yeah but then again some of the words that we talk about when we describe mental health weren't even used you know right. when we were growing up right. but so for me it became clear much the same as you know manic it couldn't just be for men yeah. Manic it doesn't have a um, mental health doesn't have a no. agenda it doesn't have an age group no it can affect anyone you know at any one time um and so a few months ago we actively started you know educating ourselves in youth mental health first aid and teen mental health first aid so now we've started educating um going out and educating you know, adolescents teenagers mm. and i'm loving it I, I just love i just love watching the feedback i had the most wonderful experience today actually I was getting a coffee in Rurunga, and there's a little coffee shop that I stop at sometimes when I'm heading out that way. And once again, I've got goosebumps again. Yeah. And um, I'm waiting for my coffee, and I'm flicking through my phone on social media. <laughs> Nightmare, aren't I? Yeah. Um, and I got this tap on the shoulder, and it was a woman with two dogs. And, and she said, oh, you're, you're a man anchor, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I did have a big manic shirt on. So I probably gave one. And there's not too many people walking with, around with, with, with that nice little beard. Yeah, yours. walking around with big long beard and big hippie hair. Yeah. Um, and she said, I just want to thank you for the work that you did at my son's school. Oh, wow. And, and I said, oh, no. And she said, I've connected with you on social media and, and whatnot. And she explained her background. And she worked in psychology. And she's a, actually right. She's a writer as well. Um, and she explained her background and she said, what you're doing is unbelievable and it really made an impact on my son and his friends. Wow. And I was like, oh, man. That, that makes it all worthwhile. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, I couldn't wait to get home and tell my wife, oh, I should have seen what happened. Yes. You, know, you know, those little things like that really, really energise and, yeah. and drive it. So what we're doing now, we're, we're trying to educate the youth, we're trying to educate the adults, mm -hmm. and hopefully somewhere in the middle we'll get we'll get some change yeah. and look there's so many wonderful organizations out there doing wonderful wonderful things all over the country yeah and that's one of me one of the best things you know of starting manicure is being connected with all these organizations yeah, yeah. and making so many wonderful friends and what's really wonderful about having you know a manicure and you know uh, a gotcha for life and a mm. tomorrow man and a waves of wellness and a 180 and you know all these you know headspace batir mm. and then there's all these other smaller organizations around the country grassroots organizations yeah. is that we're creating opportunity for us to connect with different people yeah messaging is different for everyone manic has got their way of messaging yeah you know batir have their way of messaging tomorrow man have their way of messaging gotcha for life have their way Different people will pick up different messages. Yep. And so if we miss someone, hopefully one of the other guys will pick yeah. them up. So, um, you know, having all these organisations working together. Yeah. Um, I've got a great mate now um, through working with Man Anchor, uh, Ben Higgs. And he has a beautiful story, his own story. And he runs an organisation really similar to Man Anchor called the Rise Foundation. Mm. And he's over the bridge in Maroubra. Oh, cool. And, so, and we work together, collaborate together regularly. 
and you know it's wonderful being able to like bounce stuff off him and, yeah. and say hey what do you think about this what do you, how do you reckon this would land if we tried something like this and he'll say to me something like let's give it a go brother and we'll yeah. try it you know yeah. so yeah it's wonderful to be able to connect with all these different people yeah. with the same goal this this guy i was just talking about ben i remember the first time i met him he said he said brother we're in the same job to put ourselves out of a job yeah and i said that's beautiful you know yeah. one day hopefully there won't be a need for for man anchor or anything like that yeah. and then everyone will have a better understanding yeah it's i've met so many wonderful people through it uh, it's awesome man i, I mean yeah i i as I was uh, saying earlier, you know, going through this uh, kind of journey of, of what to talk about mm. on this podcast, mental health has come through strong. And in doing so, I've, uh, one way or another, just connecting with people who are in this space. And they are all got the same goal. Mm. Um, but like you're saying, the, the messaging is just a little bit tweaked this way and that mm. way but at the end of the day it's all it's all about helping people and uh, helping ourselves actually so it's a it's an uh, it's a it's a it's a cool thing when you realize man when i'm helping other people i'm helping myself you know yeah uh, it's just, it's one of those things you know we're all on this planet we're all children of you know and uh, we should be uh i f- i feel we should all be um looking that way you know mm. we're all we're all brothers and sisters Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, man. So, what? What's? Uh, where's Man Anchor going? Um, where are you looking? Well, well, look. Man Anchor um, is organically growing. As, yeah. Um, you know, from May twenty seventeen when I did that first post to to now, you know, we you know we we speak to thousands and thousands of people. That's a just year. May this year. Oh no, May two thousand two thousand seventeen was when we started Man Anchor. But, you know, since then, I think we worked out that we've spoken to, like, 17,000 people. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, trained, you know, some big formats and yeah. trained thousands and thousands of people so. now. Um, so, you know, we're growing and we're, we're bringing in new programs and, and trying to see where the gaps are or, or what we do well and, and yeah. improve on them. Yeah. Um, one of the things... It's been a blessing with COVID that we've had the online training. Yeah. You know, we've had to jump online and, and a majority of program providers have had to do that. You know, mm. what they call it, I hate it, pivot. We had to pivot to go online. Oh, right Which on. was the, <laughs> the, the, the word. The word, okay. Oh, you've pivoted well. But we did, <laughs> we had to. But for me, it's awesome because I can be sitting in my little man anchor bunker in Collaroy, New South Wales, and running a workshop with people in Western Australia. You know, that's, you know, we wouldn't have done that before COVID. Yeah. Um, and so it's really grown the scope of people that we can we can talk to. And, you know, I'm about educating people. I want to talk to as many people as I can. Cool. Because I know with every little conversation we have, we chip away at a perceived stigma. Yeah. We break down a barrier. And, uh, and then we, we create an opportunity to, have a real conversation. Well, man, uh, I'm so blessed to have you on uh, this starting podcast. Just, it's you know, uh, we're I'm just just kind of kicking this off now, and um, to have someone like you come on and and you know, hopefully uh, we I can share and you know, one becomes two, two becomes four. You know, we can keep sharing this message about love. You know, love. Yeah, well, we've got a program coming up. Yes. You have to jump on board. You're part of it. Rubbing we, the hands. Yeah, come yep. on, come on board. Yep. Um, but it's wonderful. I think. Once again, it's a platform to start sharing, connecting. 
Sure. And um, yeah, good on you for doing it. I'm down. I'm, man, so thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's and, been my um, pleasure. I'll, I'll uh, chuck up some uh, links to, to Man Anchor uh, when I know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like me. Yeah. me, don't match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I'll figure out all that you know technical stuff later. I just jump on and have a yarn first. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Thank That's you. That's great. Thank you. Thank you.